Hello and welcome to the All About You show with OMG and Daydream, where we talk about the things that you think about and some things you don't. I am your host, OMG, along with my co-host, Daydream, and we will have a special studio guest joining us a little bit later in the program. But as always, family, we'd like to thank you for joining us, and we ask two things of you, that you tell your friends and family about our show, as well as we ask that you please join in on the conversation, where your thoughts, your comments, and your opinions help drive the conversation. Now, today our topic is protect your pets. As you know, October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and we have chosen to discuss male breast cancer. Now, there's a plethora of information on female breast cancer. Conversely, there's very limited information on male breast cancer at this time. I did, however, extrapolate through conversation with MD Anderson, a conspectus on the subject, but I'd rather wait until Dr. Knows accompanies us on the show before I get into the topic that specifically deals with his issue because he's got a plethora of information you guys need to know. And if it's women listening, your man needs to know. So right. just make sure you pay attention to this. But in the meantime, we will just get into just basic um, October being breast aware, breast cancer awareness month. And it has been that way since 1985. More importantly, breast cancer is a disease in which malignant cancer cells form in the tissues of the breast. And as I mentioned, this is more, there's more information. It is more um, females that have breast cancer than men. So there's not a lot of research for men, but a plethora, more than you want on females. And they say that one in eight women in the United States will be developing breast cancer here, you know. And also um, in 2020, an estimated 276,480 new cases of invasive breast cancer will be diagnosed in women in the United States, as well as 48,530 new cases of non-invasive breast cancer. I mean, by now, I mean, I'm gonna go on to in a second, but I just feel like there should be some cure for this. I mean. Uh, there is a cure, oh, but there's no there any. We, we talk about this all the time. That, that, I guess that's why I get a bit frustrated because I feel, yeah, they've been collecting billions of dollars for years, years, Billions and upon billions okay, and because still, there's all kinds of fundraisers. Absolutely. There's races, even there's right now during COVID, it's virtual everything. fundraisers and everything. I'm just amazed that they have not found a cure that we can be made aware of. Now, 64% of breast cancer cases are diagnosed at a localized stage where there is no sign that the cancer has spread outside of the breast, for which the five-year survival rate at that point is 99%. This year, an estimated 42,170 women will die from breast cancer in the United States. Do you hear that? That's a lot. 42,170 women will die from breast cancer in the United States. Now, conversely, the information that I have on men, out of 2,620 men that will be diagnosed with male breast cancer this year, 510 of them will die. Wow. Look at the numbers here. So that shows how early the stages are in for male breast cancer. But at any rate, as I mentioned, one in eight women in the United States will be diagnosed with breast cancer in her lifetime. I think by now they probably, I haven't had mine yet. Um, so I'm assuming they have changed the method in which they do the mammograms from what I hear. Not because, really. Because well, at one point, you know, they claim that the mammogram caused some sort of issue for women causing or helping mm. move cancer along. So, you know, I don't know what to believe. I just think that um, we basically need to monitor and manage our own health as best we can. 
before bringing in all these outside extemporaneous forces to start injecting medications right. and, and steroids and radiation and chemotherapy. Because from what I've heard from friends of mine, and I lost my mother to lung cancer, but I've had friends with breast cancer. Mm -hmm. And even with my mother, the chemotherapy kills you. It's not so right. much the disease itself. Right. I think when we allow our bodies to be exposed to the air and mm -hmm. the elements and all that's in the air now, right. it has to exacerbate an already not good situation. So I'm, I'm just not sure where or what women can do to pre prevent this. But I think one of the things I would recommend is stop eating meat because, again, the carcinogenics in the meat causes issues. And y'all don't want me to go there because I've been vegan yeah. almost 50 years. So my conversation and, is different. And I'm very much <laughs> a carnivore. Yeah. Very yeah, much. So right now I'll, yeah. go, I'll go through spurts. And we've talked about I'll go through spurts where I don't really want meat. I'm not craving it. And I'm craving more of the greens and, and the yeah, plants. plants. Right. Um, but it's not even just meat. It's everything that everything we're eating. Everything you're eating. You know, oh, that's that's the why they call it clean eating. Go back to a clean diet because take out the processed foods, take out the preservatives, take out all this unnatural, unhealthy things. Um, and you can see just how unhealthy our food is. If you compare um, our restricted food to, I mean, U.S. restricted food to other countries. To other countries. Oh, other countries ban a lot of stuff. Yes, they a will lot not of allow their people to eat the way this nope. country is allowing us to eat. This is why people when you go to McDonald's in the US and then you go to McDonald's in Europe, this is why the food tastes different. Because they're not putting their all that preservatives. Absolutely. There's a lot of things in sodas in, in carbonated soft drinks that they have banned, but our U.S. version of it is just loaded down and inundated with it. So it, it really is about we need to t take better care of ourselves, take more accountability, absolutely control. But we also need to take control when it comes to our doctor visits. Absolutely. You know, because we're real quick. Nobody ever wants to go to the doctor. Every time I go, they find something. Well, isn't that kind of the point? Because you want to know what is wrong, you know, or what's wrong and what is right now see now I, I you know slightly in there i just think that sometimes you know doctors are trained mainly for science and pharmacology pharmacology so those are the two things that they know they know the anatomical you know science of the body and how it works and all of that and they know how to create a medicine that's normally taken from a botanical world and then put into a laboratory world mm -hmm. and give you that i am one who firmly believes in homeopathic meds takes longer. I believe in more natural ways of handling, you know, your diet, your exercise, that sort of thing. As I've told you before, I am 66 years old. I still get up and run three miles at least four days a week. And as you've noticed, I do not wear eyeglasses at this stage. I'm saying all those things because a lot of this is programming. You know, they just automatically assume that when you get older or oh, your vision changes or you right. have to get disease laden, you know, we're eating the wrong foods and they're feeding it to you. So again, cancer can be controlled with diet um, mm -hmm. because I think it kind of grows in sugar or uh, inflammation and stuff like that. Mucus and all that is, is how it kind of helps stir it around and metastasize and all I, that. I honestly don't know. I, I know um, a diet has a, plays a role in Oh yeah, everything. absolutely. Your diet yes. plays a huge role. And you know, I was having a conversation with someone and it had to do with the COVID vaccines and everything that's going on. Um, 
and you know i i brought up how uh you know when the quarantine initially started how we were very much pushing hey guys increase your vitamin c increase your vitamin d increase uh elderberry syrup your elderberry consumption Absolutely. because those are natural immune builders and this chick turned around and was like no but it's not a cure that's what people need to understand it's Nobody not a cure and the vaccine this and this and that and it's like well you understand the vaccine is not a cure either okay no, it's just giving you the virus yes the it's part. it's help helping, helping your body get used to the virus okay just like flu the, the flu shot there's always a different strain and if you notice the flu shots whatever the shot is it's not for that particular strand that's happening Correct, right now. That's then. going on right now, but they're, but they're telling you to Take hurry it, up and do it. And get it. You know, and and we had that discussion about how when I was working with the county, they gave it to us for free, you know, because we were out in the public. We're in these high risk areas. We're in the schools. We're in their homes. We're all over the place. And I would get it because, hey, it was free. And yeah, let, let me protect myself. But every year around October, I would always feel sick. I'd get some kind of cold. And from it, having taken, you think, from the... I have to assume that because yeah. once I stopped working for the county, what happened? You I lost my insurance. The, okay. You stopped getting the... Stopped getting the flu get. shot because it was no longer free. And, it, you know, and you know, at the time I was like, well, every little penny, let me save it because I don't know what's going to happen later on. And I thank you, Jesus. I don't yeah. want to jinx myself, but I have not been that kind of sick because and then when i would get sick it was never the flu it was always some sort of cold yeah you know <laughs> or just oh we just gotta run its course type of thing and i said well i feel like crap you know what i mean and Absolutely. i really felt like that brought down my immune system possibly yeah and, i just don't you know i don't know how to deal with this yeah. i just don't know other than to tell people to take control of as much of your well-being as you can you know that's all i can suggest now, breast cancer is also the most common cancer in American women, except for skin cancers. And it is estimated that in 2020, approximately 30% of all new women cancer diagnoses will be breast cancer. So I, I just can't figure out how could this be this difficult? Well, we can come, we can do all these things technologically. Right. We can do all these surgeries through lasers and this and that. And see, unfortunately, when these women end up having mastectomies or double mastectomies at that point, lymph nodes removed and all of that, the next line of information for them would naturally be reconstructive surgery, mm -hmm. which now you're, you're, we're into a whole nother level because I have a, we're on a Facebook page with, mm -hmm. a, with a business, not a business, but a page where women are getting these implants explanted, okay? Right. They're it's, getting it's them a taken group. out. Yes. And we're in part of that group. We have... Some people on the show a couple of years back mm -hmm. and you had all it's like 30 or 40,000 women in this group and they are having explants done right and for whatever reason that they got these implants some were for medical reasons to yes. get reconstructive surgery and then now you put in another threatening situation because these sacks of saline or gel whatever silicone it is, silicone seeps into your body and now you've got another issue so and it's not even so much seepage. Like if, if your implant were to burst or have a leak or anything in it, a lot of these women, when they're getting explant, I mean, it's full encapsulation, oh, completely taking every single thing out. We and have pictures on it. Yes, yeah, there's, there's pictures. pictures um, it, like I said, it, it's a Facebook group. And a large one. A lot of a these women, well, not even a lot, all these women in this group have had different type of health issues. 
As and they go. noticed that that started after they the after they got an implant. And when I say take control, especially when you're in the doctor's office, these women were not heard. They were not listened to. They were dismissed. They were brushed off. Oh, it's not this. It's not that. And they're it, it's psychological. It's in yeah, your head. Yeah. That's what the majority of the women will tell you on there. Absolutely. Is that the doctors completely dismiss them because they're the professionals. They're the experts. And they're going to tell you and, how you and, feel. Right. And because it was all about management. It was never about let's get down to the root of the issue. What's the real right. problem? It's always here? about giving you a minute. Right. You so they had to sit there and fight and argue and go to different doctors and be stressed out even more to until they could find that one who said i've seen this a lot or yes this is a real thing and we need to get these implants act out on it. right and let's act on it and you'll see the difference these women have taken before and after pictures and they do put them on the end right and they're like look this is me with my implants and i and i felt great and healthy you. at the time and now look at me that i've on post-surgery and i've had these implants out and you see the difference like your body just rejuvenates after the Absolutely. fact. Because you're now taking the foreign object away. I don't know why people just don't, you know, deal with, and it's a different situation. Depending, I know how vain women are and men are as well, which is why our show is we are all protect, about protect your pecs. So men want to yeah, <laughs> protect their pecs just as importantly and equally as women want to protect their breast. But I think a lot of this has to do with your watching your diet, um, cutting certain things out of your diet, getting good exercise. And and I have had friends who, well, a friend actually in Australia that has had a double mastectomy. Mm -hmm. And this was probably 30 years ago when it wasn't all that easy to do and laser and robotic and all that. Mm -hmm. And she opted not to get the reconstructive surgery. And I like the fact that she felt like, well, my femininity is not tied up in my girls. Right. So I don't have to run out here and expose myself to yet another level of right. illness by implant. And this was 30 years ago when right. there was only saline, I think. I don't even think silicone was out 30 years ago. Um, it may I, have been or just. Actually, I think it's it was silicone that came out. Okay, first. Man, well, whichever one it was is that she did not want, she opted out of doing. And so I admire her for that because she knew her worth. Right. With or without having her breast there. But, you know, again, um, there are over 3.5 million breast cancer survivors in the United States. And that's the good news only. Um, and the difference I, I would imagine would be early detection, which is always the uh, case. Yes, not even just early detection. Um, this is the reason why a local elections are so important because yeah. of legislature, okay? How many years has it been? And what kind of technology do we have? We're in 2020. Okay. Why is it that when women go get a mammogram, it is still the same old fashioned, put your boobs it's squashed inside of metal, metal plates and get squished as flat as, as it possible. Be okay. All the technology that's going on. And this is it's barbaric. It's almost correct. barbaric. And I have not been yet. I was I actually on this year, right? I, I was actually I'm 40 I'm now, and so I am due to start getting right. mammograms because they 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 pushed back the age to where you're younger now. But even at that, um, I was 39 and scheduled to get one, but COVID happened. I go so that on. was canceled. Um, but I was very nervous and very anxious, so I was kind of relieved. I'm like, okay, cool, I don't have to deal with that appointment. But at the same time, um, I'm like, no. But I want to know. 
what's going on with my body. You know, if there's anything I need to be looking out for and you need to be younger and with men, when it comes to their health issues, the most advanced technology is always approved. It's insurance covered and everything else. Why? Because you have all these men in legislation deciding what's best for the female body. You don't know the female body. These are the same men who have also said, oh, well, you know, when a rape happens, the female's body knows how to shut it down and, and keep it from going on. <laughs> you know, it's just like, are how you serious? Is that, you know, and these are people currently in legislation. That's misogyny. You know, it's, it's not that's me exaggerating or coming up. No, with stuff, it, it's just as bad as we say it is. And sadly, we have to figure out how to circumvent all of this. But on average, every two minutes, a woman is diagnosed with breast cancer in the United States. I have a friend here in Houston that has a program called Beauty Beyond. Um, breast cancer and she's a hairstylist and so shout out Vanita at any rate um, she makes wigs and stuff and she is a cancer survivor as is Gloria mm-hmm. is a cancer survivor and as as is Matthew knows right so we're grateful for those people who, who get to the doctor soon enough well there he is <laughs> good evening how are you I'm good how are you today we're just talking about you right. being a survivor and how awesome that is well, thank you very much. I, I came on right as my name was being said. So. All right, excellent. Call and, and uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, All right. Thank you guys so much. Uh, really quickly, uh, we do have uh, Dr. Matthew Knowles available with us. And so uh, we do need to go to a quick break. So thank you, everyone who's already tuned in. Please make sure, guys, pay attention. This is for you. Uh, ladies, pay attention for your men. If they're not available, grab them. Make sure <laughs> that they're watching and yeah, paying attention. Absolutely, absolutely. Again, um, thank you, everyone who's tuned in. Please send your comments, your stories, share your thoughts and opinions with us on the live feed. And um, as always, we have a rotating, a rotating chair available, whether you're uh, a celebrity, whether you're an expert, or you're just a regular person like us and you want to share your experience. Um, You can always contact us in order to be on the virtual uh, rotating chair. So please stay tuned. We'll be right back with uh, Dr. Matthew Knowles right after this really short break. I am Marion Gath, better known as OMG. I've just released a book for your information, your knowledge, and your pleasure, and for you to know that you have the opportunity to have that etiquette edge that no one else brings to the table. So with the new book that I've released, Image, this is a catalyst that will help catapult you beyond the average person who may have the same skill set that you do. You will win simply because you play to win. You get what you go for. And if you're going for the job, go get it. If you're an entrepreneur, if you're going to be the the person that's in that particular field that has the charisma and the style and the class to move forward in their career, you've got to have etiquette training. You have to know gentlemen's protocol. You can purchase image at amazon.com. It is on the go because you are on the go. It's to help you get the etiquette edge, which fits you what you want. We all like winning. Let's win. And we are back. We are back. You're listening to the All About You show with OMG and Daydream. And we do have Dr. Matthew Knowles with us. While we have him here, I think I will now go ahead and lead into my conspectus that I was able to extrapolate from MD Anderson. 
And this is just an overview. So male breast cancer is a rare cancer that forms in the breast tissue of men. Now, though breast cancer is most commonly thought of as a disease that affects women, breast cancer does occur in some men. Again, while breast cancer primarily affects women, about 2,500 men are diagnosed with the disease in the United States. Male breast cancer is most common in older men, though it can occur at any age. Men diagnosed with male breast cancer at an early stage have a good opportunity and a chance for a cure. Treatment typically involves surgery to remove the breast tissue. Other treatments such as chemotherapy and radiation therapy may be recommended based on your particular situation. Now, some of the symptoms of male breast cancer can include a painless lump or thickening in your breast tissue, changes to the skin covering your breast, such as dimpling, puckering, redness, or scaling, changes to your nipple, such as redness or scaling, or a nipple that begins to turn inward or a discharge from your nipple. Now causes is not clear what causes male breast cancer, but doctors do know that male breast cancer occurs when some breast cells divide more rapidly than healthy cells do. And the accumulating cells form a tumor that may spread or metastasize to nearby tissue to the lymph nodes or the other parts of the body. Now where breast, breast cancer begins in men, well, everyone is born with a small amount of breast tissue. And it consists of milk producing glands called lobules. And that is pretty much the ducts that carry milk to the nipple and fat. Now during puberty, women begin developing more breast tissue and men do not. But because men are born with a very small amount of breast tissue, they can develop breast cancer. Um, cancer that begins in the milk produ producing glands called lobular carcinoma, this type is rare and it's pretty much may have men to have lobule carcinoma in their breast because again, they do have some lobules in their breast, not much. Also inherited genes that increase breast cancer risk is also a factor. Some men inherit abnormal mutated genes from their parents that increase the risk of breast cancer. Mutations is one of the several genes, especially a gene called BRCA2, puts you at a greater risk of developing breast and prostate cancers. If you have a strong family history of cancer, discuss this with your doctor. Your doctor may recommend that you meet with a genetic counselor in order to consider genetic testing to see if you carry the genes that increase your risk or risk factors. Um, a few other factors that can contribute to male breast cancer is older age, Exposure to estrogen, which might be in some of your drugs, if you should have um, hormone, therapy, hormone therapy for prostate cancer, family history of breast cancer, go back into your family to figure out where this started and how long back. And liver disease can also cause more estrogen in the body and can lead to male breast cancer, obesity as well, and also testicle disease or surgery. So guys, like I said, there's not a whole lot of information out here between what I could get from research as well as MD Anderson. And now we have, you know, Dr. Knowles coming on right after we give you his bio. Absolutely. Author, professor, lecturer, motivational speaker, music executive, artist manager, entrepreneur, fighter, and cancer survivor would be the words used to sum up the life and career of Matthew Knowles. Dr. Knowles possesses an MBA in strategic planning and organizational culture, PhD in business administration and recently attended Harvard's professional development course in ethical leadership. He currently holds a professorship at, at the University of Houston, Prairie View A&M and the Art Institute. As a pioneer for African-American success in the corporate world, 
Noel's corporate career includes sales and marketing at Xerox Medical Systems, Philips Medical System, and Johnson & Johnson. In music, he has orchestrated the careers of Destiny's Child, Beyonce, and Solange, just to name a few, and have worked with legends such, such as Shaka Khan, OJ's Earth, Wind & Fire, and many others. Welcome to the Welcome show. Welcome to the Dr. show, Matthew. Thank you for joining us. Well, thank you, ladies. I, I just want to make sure the audience understand, uh, because we are talking uh, about uh, breast cancer and male, male chest cancer. Uh, I want to just clarify, I am a PhD, not a MD. I, I just want to make sure everybody understands that when right. we hear Dr. Knowles. But thank you for being uh, asking me to be here. Absolutely. Now, Matthew, we know, I think you were on our show last year. When yes, this happened. it was about a year ago. Mm -hmm. And so we kind of want to have you tell people who don't know the story, start from where this is, what type of cancer did you have, whether it was ductal carcinoma or, or lobodule carcinoma or genetic. Kind of go well, through what happened with you. Well, uh, you, you're being pretty thorough here. I, I'm trying. I, I, I would be <laughs> I would be saying exactly uh, what you just said. That's normally what I, I, I talk about. Um, but for me, it's a number of things. First and foremost, um, I, I just am in a space of messaging. Uh, I don't think it's appropriate to use breast cancer for men. I actually think that it's one of the main reasons why we have a 1% uh, which I think is a false number. I think it's the reason why men are ashamed and embarrassed to talk about this subject. Uh, and, and I think more importantly and equally importantly, how men view our chest area is totally, totally different than women. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and inappropriate, quite frankly, I, I for men. I, 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 I see many men jogging with their shirts off on TV with their shirts off. Um, and right now, after having a mastectomy, I, I, I would have a difference of opinion. So I respect women and, and what they go through and their mental anguish. Uh, so I, I hope we start using male chest cancer Absolutely. for men. Um, and you said it accurately, cause and effect. Um, what was the effect is that I ended up with male breast cancer, what the cause was. And this is not a, a man male thing. This is male female. Uh, it's genetics, as you just said. Uh, BRCA2, BRCA, by the way, the BR is for breast, the CA is for cancer. Uh, you have a BRCA1, now BRCA2 for men, BRCA2. Uh, but it's a couple of more uh, things that for men when you are uh, BRCA2 mutated, when your genes are mutated which is hereditary thing. This is about family ancestry, family tree. So for men, you have a greater risk of having melanoma, which is skin cancer, pancreatic cancer, prostate, as you said, and male chest cancer. So there's a lot of men that's walking around uh, that might think the origin was really prostate when it could have been the male chest area. So that's really important. But for men and women, this all goes back to early detection. Health and wellness, health and wellness, especially for black people, even in breast cancer, 
there's a 40 time greater mortality rate for black women than white women. In male chest cancer, there's a three times greater mortality rate because we have to, as black people and people of color, understand the importance of early detection. And understanding now the new medicine uh, is about genetics. And there's many companies out there. Um, I, I work with Invitae, I-N-V-I-T-A-E. It's about genetic testing for not just cancer, for all types of cancer, but also for heart disease. And it's just really a saliva sample and that's it. And you send it off and you get a doctor consultation and it tells you if you have a greater risk for heart disease or cancer in general. Wow. Well, tell us exactly how you, you discovered your situation. And so men will know what to look for because there are different factors involved, like the nipple changing texture, the skin changing around it, that and the areola, and also the nipple turning inward or discharge from the nipple. Men are not trained basically to do in the shower as women were trained. Get in the since, shower. Since the testing. start of menstruation, okay, we are taught we're at taught a very early age to examine hey, ourselves. Pay attention. Absolutely. Right. And so I don't think men get that at all. And I know. That's why we call the show Protect Your Pecs because a man's chest is equally as important as a woman's breast is to her. Right. So again, um, we just need to figure out how this can best be remedied by them getting the proper information, as you say, messaging, to be able to start testing themselves and examining. I think we used to have on our website before mm -hmm. uh, a way to properly do an exam on yourself. So are men taught that or did you well, talk yeah, there's a, a no, number of important things that, that you just said. First and foremost, you know, I, I, I worked 20 years. Most people don't know. My next question. And, but I, I sold specifically for the medical division of Xerox for eight years, zero radiography for which was a leading detection for breast cancer develop uh, detection in the 80s. Uh, and then MRI which now breast MRI is a very important tool. Uh, and then I was a neurosurgical specialist. You know, I, one thing I do know, uh, in early detection, you don't want to feel a lump. When you feel a lump, that it's means right. your stages, your, your stages, the larger the lump the, goes from stage two, stage three, stage four. That whole thing about, I want to feel, I felt it. You don't want to feel it. I know, <laughs> but you, what is your sign other than that? I mean, other than, you know, I guess right. by the time the nipple starts to discharge and start having um, inflammation and and kind of changing its appearance, right? that would be the beginning sign. At your level, at what point, obviously you, you caught yours fairly quickly. Yeah, but, but I, I'll get to that. But I, I do want to say, I didn't know about genetic testing. That's why I'm, as many people that will listen, male or female, the importance of genetic testing. Now, if I'd have known that 15, 20 years ago, I could have got a genetic test. Yes. Well, I would have gotten it. I'm not that guy that's scared to go to the doctor. I go routinely. Um, if I get a headache, I call my physician and say, I want an MRI. Uh, that's how anal I am about this. Uh, so I, I, because of my background, 20 years of uh, diagnostic imaging. 
So, you know, if I had known about this simple thing, genetic testing that could have let me know that I had a greater risk, uh, I would have done that at 30 years old. The reason we couldn't is because it was only four or five years ago that the Supreme Court, after two times in the Supreme Court, the company that had the patent for genetic testing would not give that patent up. Wow. Um, just giving you some background that you wouldn't Look know. Look at that. Money. Oh, oh money. my gosh. This follows everything we don't like. Okay, right. Yeah, it just follows the money. So, you know, before, you know, a, a genetic test was $1,700. Today it's $200. And that will continue to go down. It's also important to know your family history. Uh, when I was on Dr. Oz, he challenged me uh, to go as far back. And, and, and as you said, I, I went as far back as my grandmother on my mother's side, her sister had breast cancer. Um, my, I did know my, my mother's sister, uh, my mother's sister actually died of breast cancer and two of her three daughters died of breast cancer. Wow. Uh, and I, I, I didn't know until Dr. Oz challenged me I didn't know all these years that four of the five of my dad's brothers died of prostate cancer. Wow. Um, I, I did know my grandfather died of prostate cancer. So those, those are two areas that are important to me. Um, I'm knowing that I have a greater risk in those two areas specifically. But it, to me, it goes back to BRCA testing at an early age, knowing if someone say, hey, you have a greater risk, then I would have changed my lifestyle. Because it's also about lifestyle change, exercising, reduction of alcohol, what type of food that you eat, those three things that goes with all health and wellness. And you said a key word. You, you look at most uh, mortalities uh, for Black people especially. It's one word that goes up with all of them. Obesity. Oh gosh. Well, that's, that's, that's the thing that they're giving us. Yes. Yeah. So you know, it's it's for women getting that baseline mammogram, but today it's about. I'd say at thirty years old, you should be getting a genetic test. I agree now, now that we know, right? Yeah. But see, they I, can't I agree. Get, see, not even just the the genetic testing. Um, to be screened for cancers. Period. You well, know, that's what genetic um, testing I'm, is. I'm sorry. That's what, that's what genetic testing is. It's a screening for all cancers and all cardiovascular disease. Right. However, for females, it's very invasive, you know. And I say that because my boyfriend had gone for a physical, and he has to go all the time because he, I mean, he works construction, and so every time he gets hired on for a new project, he has to go for a physical. And I had asked him about that because he's over the age of 40. And I asked about, hey, well, you know, you need to get tested like prostate cancer, colon cancer. Do you know your history? That type of thing. And he goes, well, I got um, I've already been tested and they said I'm good. I said, what are you talking about? He goes, yeah, they said in my blood work, like they're real quick for the men to to check and do screenings through their blood work to see if there's any changes, noticeable changes in levels. and as many times as I've been to the doctor, you know, as females, we're we're conditioned to go every year for a well woman. And within that, you tend to have your physical and everything else. Not one time 
have I been told, hey, we're going to check your blood levels and we're going to see if there's anything going on, anything suspicious, because that's how we also notice if there's a possibility of cancer. Not once. And I'm 40 years old and I've gone well, to the doctor every single year since well, I was 12. Well, maybe, you know, as a college professor, maybe I didn't. Uh, maybe I wasn't very clear. I'm going to say it again. Genetic testing is about spitting in a tube. There's nothing invasive about it. And you can do it at any age you want to. So my suggestion and recommendation to everyone, because I didn't know this, and I'm a nerd about health and wellness. I'm the guy that, that will go. Had I known all I had to do was spit in a tube and it tells me I have a greater chance of getting cancer, I'm suggesting strongly for those of you listening and, and watching uh, that you consider getting a genetic test for cardiovascular disease and cancer. Start at an early age if you're young. And those of you that, that are older, do it now. Do it now. Call after this show and go to Invite online and, and order a genetic test. Uh, that's what I'm suggesting. Let that be the first tool that you do at an early age. And then do the routine things. Um, I know I have a higher risk for prostate cancer. You know, I'm scheduled to get a biopsy for that because I know I'm at greater risk. Uh, so that, those are the things I'm suggesting that we have to rethink. Something you said that was very important, I agree with you. I agree with you a lot. You know, in today's medicine, it used to be in the past that, uh, and, and Marion, I've known you a very long time. Your husband was my fraternity brother, mm -hmm. uh, Dr. Gath. Um, you know, in the old days, the, the, the physician was considered the God. Those days have changed now. There's a thing called patient rights. I can pick up my physician and say, I want to get a mammogram. I don't have to ask him. I don't no. have to ask him, should I get a mammogram? No, I want to get a mammogram. You have the right to do that as a patient today. To manage your own life. Exactly. A lot of people are afraid to do that, you know? I was going to say yes and no, because I've been on both ends of the spectrum. I remember growing up with no insurance and having to go to the low-cost clinics, okay? I remember having insurance and having the luxury of any little thing. Cool, let me go to the doctor. Let me do this. It's quick $20 copay. It's nothing, $5 prescriptions. Um, but a lot of the times, even with insurance, you ask for something. I have, I live with migraines. I have had migraines since I could remember. So I had to be about three, four years old. The very first time that my, my mother took me to the doctor because I always complained about headaches. Not one time, not one time did anyone say, hey, let's do an MRI. Or my mom would ask, hey, can we do more? Can we check more? Is there something else that we need to be doing? Oh, that's fine. Oh, well, that's not really covered under insurance. So let's just do this instead. So we still have a lot of that that we're seeing in the within our communities of color and in our underserved and underinsured low income communities. It's not as simple as, no, I want this done and this is what you're going to do. Well, well you know, I, I, I'll, well, did you want to say something, Marion? No, no, go ahead. I'm sorry. I, 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 
I, I, you know, again, I, I, as a college professor, uh, you hear I teach at three universities, 14th year. I encourage everyone to have a perspective. That doesn't mean I have to agree with it. Uh, and that's the exciting thing that we can have uh, different perspectives and, and not agree on things. You know, MRI really just came into play in 1988. And I know because I was the first generation to sell MRI in, in America. Uh, so I don't know how old you were, you referenced as a child. Uh, so I don't know if that was during your time period or not. Uh, okay. Uh, but you know, this is, this is, uh, because it's, it's breast cancer and male chest cancer awareness month. This would make my about 27th interview this month. And wow. I say the same thing I'm about to say to but you. That's great. It's wonderful. The, the, the word needs talk, to get out because people were, and I especially find this in, in our communities of color, that we're real quick to not want to talk about these. You know, um, well, let's just not discuss it. And we need to. We need to be made aware. Absolutely. Hey, you know, it looks like this in women. It looks like I, this in men. I, I didn't finish my point. I didn't finish my <laughs> point. Um, uh, you know, I have a book called Media and PR in a Digital Age. So I'm going to not let you control this interview. I am. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's be clear. So, so the point that I was about to make, though, is we have to be really frank and honest uh, because you talked about health care and managed care. And you're right about managed care. It's changed drastically from years ago. Uh, life has changed drastically from years ago. I remember drinking out of a colored water fountain. Uh, I don't do that anymore today. So I don't, you know, it's, it's good to remember those days, but we're in 2020 and it's a different day. Um, and and I, I always say, I'm that guy. I'm gonna be real with my perspective. You know, folks have enough money to buy a bottle of wine, a nice pair of shoes, a hand, handbag, go to the club, go to a restaurant. Um, you know, I don't buy into most people. There are always some people. Uh, there are always some things, but I don't buy into that. Most people can't come up with $200 to get a mammogram or to get a genetic testing. I don't subscribe that most people uh, are not uh, able to do that. I can't, you know, when you look at theories and stuff, you can't look at it for all people. You look at the majority of people. Does 51% of the people have the opportunity to go get tested? And if 51% of Black people did, it would change our mortality rate from being the number one of every race in America to a much lower. If just 51% of eligible Black people did that. So I'll take my professor hat off now. now <laughs> right. No, I agree with you. I absolutely agree with you on that. You know, it's about priorities and Correct. and self, you know, accountability, personal accountability. Self-care. We need to make ourselves a priority, priority. our children a priority, because like you said, the genetic testing, it doesn't matter how old I am. I have my niece, you know, and so I get concerned with, okay, well, what do we have in our history? You know, I, I know that a great, great grandmother died of cervical cancer. It could have been um, a preventable thing or it could have been a genetic thing. I know that my grandfather, as a matter of fact, today's his anniversary. He passed away from prostate cancer. 
you know. Um, my grandfather on my other side had um, cirrhosis of the liver. He was an alcoholic, but we don't know past that what our history is because, you know, we just didn't keep up with any of that. So I do get concerned with my niece and, and her health and wanting to make sure, hey, we didn't do this during our time, but let's make sure we do this for her. I agree. Question. Doesn't Ancestry.com now do medical histories? Well, I thought I heard somebody, I read that somewhere a while back. Because if they can do all of these you know, genetic histories and hereditary families from way back in Africa right. somewhere, and now they're doing the medical history, they should help be able to determine genetically where you're where you're you're likely to to fall, what lines you're likely to fall within. Um, well, but, no, I, I think is it ancestry or have you heard of it? I, I, I don't know. I, I, I just personally, when my body and my health, I want to do, I want to go to the people who are the experts, the people who that's what their specific area is. I don't go to a general practitioner when I have a heart problem. Right. I go to a heart specialist. I wouldn't go to Ancestry who does multiple <laughs> things in genetics. I would go to one that does medical genetics. Well, that's, that's what I thought they did along with that. I'm not sure, but, but I they know do a whole bunch of stuff. Okay, yeah, right. okay. So you know, I'm sure they're just dabbling in there. Okay, yes, yeah. so I guess they're just covering the bases, right? Yeah. Versus a uh, MBTA, which is the leader in genetic testing from a health perspective, I would much rather go to someone who specializes in health. That's where I personally absolutely, absolutely. And, and there's something else you said that's real important. Uh, you know, when we get sick and, and as we get older, uh, if we don't take care of ourselves, we become a liability to our family, a liability, not an asset. Right. Um, and, and, you know, without health, there's no wealth. The number one thing, if I list my priorities, it's my health. Absolutely. Not my kids, not all that, my company. It's I have to have good health. To be around for both of those things. Correct. You know, so but again, I think we as black people, we need to prioritize and 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 render self-care. And we're good sometimes as caretakers, but caretakers oftentimes allow themselves to get worn down and do not follow up on take care of themselves. So but um but how are you now, Matthew? You know, I was fortunate and I'm grateful, very grateful, uh, to have found this very early. Again, about early detection, stage 1A, uh, you know, a year, a couple of months ago. Uh, I'm very grateful, very fortunate. I take, you know, one pill, tamoxifen uh, a day, and that's it. Uh, okay. I get my mammogram on a semi-annual basis now uh, versus, you know, uh, annual. And, and, uh, and I really pay attention. We... If we just simply pay attention to our body, our body tells us. It takes care. Yes, absolutely. absolutely. It, I definitely agree with that. It tells the message. If we're listening and paying attention, it says, oh, something's different about my feet today. They're tingling. They're burning. Something. Oh, something. Yes. I got a headache for three days now. The body tells you. If we just listen. You know. Now, I'm, I'm curious to know because I know um, what you noticed was a pin drop size of blood on a t-shirt on your undershirt and it was 
frequent. And that's what was the tip off for you. Is that correct? Was there was there anything else and now in hindsight? Was there anything else that may have given a clue or for you? Was that really the only thing? Well, in hindsight, I would have got a genetic test years ago. That, right. That's what I would have done. But it, you're right. It was just, you know, a dot on a piece of paper with a red ink pen. That's how small the dot of blood was. But, you know, I sold this stuff, uh, mammography equipment and MRIs. I, I knew that men can get male chest cancer. And I knew one of the common signs is discharge. So I knew that. And I'm not going to hesitate after the third day and ask after my wife. I said, what is this? I'm seeing this dot of blood. And she said, on your side of the bed, when I clean the sheets, you know, there's been drops of blood, but I didn't know what it was. I didn't hesitate. I called my physician immediately. Because time is of the essence with cancer and heart disease. Time. Time is critical. Right. But you had an advantage simply because you have medical sales background. Mm -hmm. You knew what this meant. John Q. Public has not a clue. Right. They probably would have thought none of it, dabbed the blood and went on to work. And that's so, why we that's why we do what we do. And that's why I applaud. That's exactly, and that's why we're doing this as well. And we, we're glad that's to have why you. I, I applaud what you're doing is because now the listeners can't say that they can't use that as an excuse that they don't know. Right. Yes. Especially with this day and age, everything. Everyone's real quick. Google it. Ask Siri. <laughs> ask Alexa. I'm talking hey, about Samsung. It. You know, yeah. and, and it's very frustrating for me on a personal level, when I hear people say, well, I didn't know. Well, you know, how was I supposed to know? I'm like, you are quick to jump on and ask Alexa and Echo and Google everything and, else, everything, everything else. else under the sun. But when it comes to you and your health, oh, I didn't know. You know, it's like, what what can we do to get people out of that? Well, I, I mean, I, I stopped long time ago uh, trying to understand a small segment of the world but just like i would have we could have a whole show on black people listening right now that's not taking a butt to vote you know why do they do that and i stopped you know i stopped trying to figure that out for I'm, trying to ponder. I'm trying to save the people that want to be saved I, really i'm just shooting straight i ain't trying to save the world i'm not trying to save the world right i agree i agree with you on that um especially with this election and we've talked about oh, that, wow. you know, and the things that yeah. we're seeing and everything that's going on. Um, you know, I was told you realize that you can't save the world. Right. And, and my response is, I know I can't, there is no way that I'm trying to compete with God. You yeah. know, what I'm trying to do is save my world. Those you know, that's that what my there. focus is, is my world, not everybody, because those who yeah. want to know, will make a point to know. Those who don't will continue to be in 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 ignorance. And that know? happens and that happens in the music industry, that happens in the classroom. I mean, exact same thing happened in the classroom. I might have 50 students and there might be 10 that, well, I can't save them. They they don't want to come to class. They want to show up late. You know, you're just going to have that and you you work with the folks that want to do the right thing folks that want to be exceptional in life. And, and then while we are on health and wellness in the election, 
you know, we do understand, and I'm not going to get political, but we do understand one of the uh, folks running, uh, if they win, they're going to eliminate health care without a solution. So what all we, the things we're talking about today will only be magnified right. and, and it will become more of a wealth thing. You know, if you have money, you will be able to do health and wellness and it won't matter. But that's not what we're all about, the three of us. We're, we're, we're about helping all of our fellow mankind Absolutely. and helping all of our black people and people of color by giving them information. Now, can we do any more after we give it? We can make it as simple as possible and hope they understand the importance of it. And that's what we do. Well, Matthew, we greatly appreciate your input. You're giving the information, your time. Your time. Because again, we can't make it any more serious than bringing in someone that most people know. Right. I'm sure this has happened to other celebrities that may not have come forth. So we applaud you for doing that because it is a cause. It's a worthy it, cause. It is. It's a worthy it cause. Is. And we appreciate you, it. And so you are in continued good health at this time. I think I heard you say you're cancer free today. I always say cancer free today. Uh, I, I personally have lost, I believe in talk to do ratio. You know, in one of my books, The DNA of Achievers, I talk about talk to do. I, I, I uh, have lost uh, 25 pounds in awesome. the last four Correct. months. Okay. Uh, you know, my, my shirt's getting a little okay. big. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you can but, breathe. But I, but I feel great. I feel great. And uh, again, thank you both for uh, allowing me to have this opportunity just to talk real. You know, I don't do fancy stuff. I just keep it real, you know. I appreciate it. Absolutely. That. Absolutely. So well, just stay well. Yes, stay and, healthy and continue to be a cancer survivor. And I know you're going to talk everywhere you go to bring this to knowledge for most of the, well, the average person, I suppose, mm -hmm. because it's something that everybody needs to know. It has nothing to do with socioeconomic level. This is about your health. And that's valuable at any level. Right? Absolutely is. Thank you, ladies. Well, thank you. Yeah, thank you so much for your time. We really do appreciate it. Thank you, everyone who's been tuning in, um, paying attention again. Please share this with all your loved ones, especially the your men. men. Yes. You know, um, there's a lot of attention on females and what cancers look like for us, but there's also men who deal with these same type of cancers that we need to be focused on. Um, so thank you everyone who's tuned in. Don't forget to share us, invite, let people know that we're here. Because we're in jail uh, right but now. Yeah, Facebook, Facebook, Facebook says we're harmful. <laughs> So how this information is harmful, not sure. you know, not sure, but that's the world we live in. That's the new world order. That's censorship 2020. That's the council culture that we live in. Um, thank you to everyone. Um, don't forget about the rotating chair. You're also welcome to join us at any time. Just contact us any way you know how, any way that you can. Um, thank you to one of our sponsors, Sam Houston Race Park. Go to www shrp.com for more information. They are open for simulcasting and they do have other events that are that are scheduled, uh, tentatively scheduled. Um, so go to their website for more information. And as always, today's show is brought to you by Image. I make a great employee, entrepreneur, executive training seminars. For your for more information, go to www.yourbizimage.com. That's your B-I-Z-Z image.com for more information or to schedule your training seminars. Okay. You can also go to amazon.com and get your copy electronically 
or old school hard copy like I have, okay, have of that. your etiquette on the go. You know, so go to uh, Amazon.com, put in a Manners Maven image, you'll find it. In, in the meantime, guys, we will not see you before yes. the election will have occurred. Yes. Get yes. out there and vote. Please. And the day that the voting takes place on November 3rd, be clear. Be somewhere secure because we yes. don't know how that situation is going to pan out based right. on. And unfortunately, voting. we don't know what next week is going to look like. Right. Um, like I said last week, I'm actively working the polls and the things that I have heard uh, from voters and uh, the comments that are being made, uh, please, on election day, please be safe. Yeah. Please be vigilant. Um, unfortunately, that's just where we're at right now. So uh, we will not be with you guys next week. We will resume the following week, which is the 11th, 11th. Mm -hmm. uh, November 11th. And we will have quite a few things to talk about. And we always talk about prepping. This is prepping. This is preparation for what could possibly become an issue. Right. So again, this show is all about you and we're giving you the love from here. Stay safe, go vote, and we'll yes. see you on November 11th. Yes. Thank you guys.